Welcome to Platform Church Rested Life Conversations. Platform is a young, dynamic, multidimensional church. We offer inspirational, practical, and relevant teaching that is applicable for your daily living. At Platform, our teaching is relevant to people of all ages, race, color, nationality, and of different socioeconomic backgrounds. At Platform Church, we believe that the rested life is a reality for us. For more information, visit platformchurch.co.za. Enjoy the rested life conversations. Now, here is your host, Darlington Steve. Activating all-round completeness. And it's also going to be our communion service. I have a few people currently now who are seated with me here, and our communion table is already prepared. And in case if you've not prepared your communion table, please and please, I want you to quickly go and get your communion table because at the end of the service this morning, we'll be breaking bread together and also enforcing the reality in which God has made for you and for me. And so as we continue our service, this is very particular moment. Let's look at our test this morning. Our test this morning, as we begin to go down, activating all-round completeness. Ah, because why for us as Platform Church, this very particular month is our month of completeness. This month, God is completing everything that concerns us in the name of Jesus. Now, let's break our Bible this morning to the book of John chapter 7, from verse 37 and 38. John 7, 37 and 38. So, I'll be flipping translations, which means one, you, sometimes you see me with the Passion Translation, the next minute you see me with King James Version, but just know that all of them, they are in your Bible. For those of you who are using Fombu, I call it Fombu. Fombu is those um, phone that has Bible, so it's called Fombu. If you don't have any phone in your Bible, I mean any Bible on your phone, then clearly your phone is not, your phone is not righteous. What do you have? What do you have? You must have, at least, see, the, we are going into digital space. Have something on your phone. Or if you want to be like old school, like some of us who are still struggling, we still have the hard copy. This is my hard copy. I even have two, seven. the other one is this side here. So, but at the same time also, technology has made life easy for us. So, John chapter 7 from verse 37 and 38. The Bible says here, it said, then on, then on the most important day of the feast, the last day, Jesus stood and shouted out to the crowd. He said, all you tasty ones, come to me. Come to me and drink. Believe in me so that thy rivers of living water will burst out from you, flowing from the innermost being, just like the scripture say. Do you hear what Jesus was saying here? He said, anyone that thirst, he said, come to me. Anyone that is lacking anything, whatever thing that looks like taste in your life, maybe for you this morning you want to get married, maybe for you you want a new job, maybe for you you just want a change of career, maybe for you you are saying that my marriage is not going too well, I need a new one in my marriage. The Bible here says, it says all you that task, task there means anything. He said, come to me. Jesus said it two times because why? He has seen, because the Bible says he was in a feast and all of a sudden he could see the pain in the lives of people. He could see how religion has attacked a lot of people's mind. And one of the things which he said there, he said, come to me. Come to me. As you begin to take the bold step of faith in coming to Christ today, every task that in which you've ever tasted for, it will be answered in the name of Jesus. He says, come to me. Believe Live in me so that that so that rivers of living water will burst out from within you. Do you notice what he's saying? That there is a possibility that is within you that can burst out. A possibility that can change the narratives for you. A possibility that can be able to give you wisdom that you can be able to use in terms of finding a way out concerning some certain things that are currently in your life. He says, come to me. Come to me. 
Are you going to come to him? Or you are going to sit down and be like one of those people, the pity party people who just believe and say, uh, you see, there is nobody that is going to help me. I'm just sitting here. I am helpless and stuff. See, let me say this to you. When it comes to the Christian work and your faith, your path to walk, your salvation has been given to you. Jesus' business is to give you all of God has made available, but you need to walk that very particular reality. See, we live in a generation whereby we are quick-minded generation. We want to be able to put our, our blessings or probably put our request in the microwave and turn it for five minutes. By the time we hear, pow! We just believe that, yes, the blessing is done. No, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. You have to work it. We don't operate on the microwave generation. As far as the scripture is concerned, your part had to be played. It says, come to me. All you that thirst, all you that thirst, what is it that you want completeness in your life this very particular month? I don't know about you. Maybe some of you, your case, you're like, no, I just want completeness. No matter what it's going to take for me to do it, I am going to do it. But the first thing here, it says, come to me. But also, let's look at another scripture this morning in the book of Ephesians chapter 1. Because I need you all to understand. Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 2 to verse 11. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 2 to verse 11. I want to show you when Jesus says, come to me. What was he saying when he says, come to me? Because why from that scripture, if you read the scripture downward, especially the one we just read the book of John chapter 7, he was making us to understand that the spirit of God, because Jesus has not died, the Holy Spirit hasn't been, re I mean, what's called, hasn't been released to mankind, but now the Holy Spirit has been released. So what is stopping us from experiencing all that God wants us to experience? All the fullness and the completeness in which he wants us to enjoy. But let's see what Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 2 to verse 11 is saying this morning. The Bible here says from verse 2, it says, say, may God himself, do you hear? May God, no, that's a certain word Bible use. You feel like, ah, ah. Like, do you know who this God is? He said, may God himself, the heavenly father of our Lord Jesus Christ, release grace over you and impact total well-being in your life. He said, may God himself, Paul the apostle was writing to the Corinthian, I mean to the Ephesian church. He was making them to understand that God himself will be the one to release impact and to make sure that they have a total well-being, a total completeness in their life, ability for them to be able to be to be blessed spiritually blessed financially blessed economically blessed in their marriage total well-being in their life now verse 3 here says it says every spiritual blessing in heavenly realm has already been lavished upon us a love gift from our wonderful heavenly father the father of our lord jesus christ all because he sees us wrapped into christ do you see you have been wrapped into Christ. You are the one that is still thinking that no, the, 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 the darlington with this very particular flesh. You are the one that is still thinking that no, I am still darlington. He says you have been wrapped into Christ. Then he says here, he said this is why we celebrate him with our hearts. Verse 4 here says, he says and he chooses us to be the very own joining us to himself even before he laid the foundation of the universe. Do you see the kind of statement Jesus was using? Paul was using to describe us the believer. He says that he has chose us before the foundation of the world which means when God was even laying his foundation there was an intent for you at the beginning. I remember one time my wife preached about a few, a few Sundays ago. She said that you are not coming to this earth by a biological mistake. That your name carry a purpose attached to it. That God was not just sitting in heaven and he was bored and he decided to create you. No. You have a destiny with your name. You have a purpose with your name. God has called you for a very full life. Ability to enjoy completeness. One of the things we can see in Genesis, God makes us to understand that when Genesis, when, when, 
Abraham, who is the father of faith that we're currently using, all of a sudden, the first time we saw Abraham being bumped out, Abraham, the first thing God said to Abraham, he says, he said, thou shalt be blessed, and thou shalt be a blessing unto generation. The same thing that happens to us. We are not just going to be blessed, but to be a blessing unto many generations. I decree that for you this morning in the name of Jesus. And also here, he continues this thing. He says, he's still in verse 4. He said, because of his great love, he ordained us so that we would see as holy in his eyes with an unstained innocent. You see, when you read this, you will begin to understand that as far as God is concerned, God is not looking at us with our fault. You are the one that is still looking yourself with your fault. Because why? Do you notice the previous verse we've read? You have been wrapped into Christ. So, which means when God is looking at you, he's not looking at a Magdalene, he's not looking at a Kanisa, he's not looking at a Teboho, he's not looking at a Bungani, he is looking at Christ. You are the one that is bringing your name on the top and God is wondering, ah, he's, if, if uh, this is me picturing in my head, God is sitting there looking at Jesus and he said, ah, I thought this one is wrapped into you, so what, what, am, I, what am I seeing? What is going on here? Maybe that's the reason why you are not experiencing all-round completeness in your life. Because why? If Jesus is experiencing all-round completeness, you have been wrapped into him. So which means you are bound. God's integrity must, hear my statement, must be able to make you enjoy all-round completeness. But when your eyes of your understanding is not enlightened to see all that has been made available for you, you will always remain at the circle without you getting into the center of the game. Let's see what verse 5 is saying this morning. He says here, he says, for it was, us, it was always in his perfect plan to adopt us as his delightful children. Ah, no, I'm blessed, man. I'm just blessed knowing too well that from the beginning, God has always had me in his mind. I thought maybe I'm just a biological mistake. I thought maybe my parents were just, they were just playing around all of a sudden, I just popped out. I thought maybe uh, somebody, uh, you know, you know how life just happened and I erupted. The Bible says there, he said, for it was always in his perfect plan to adopt us. So, which means God had already intentioned for you to be able to live life in its fullness. For you to be able to have all-round completeness. He now says here, he says, they say, through the union with Jesus, through the union with Jesus, the anointed one, so that his tremendous love will cascade over us, would glorify his grace. Say, for the same love he has for his beloved, once Jesus has paid for us and unfailed him, I'm sorry. He said, once Jesus appeared for us, and this unfolding plan brings him great pleasure. Verse 7 here. He says, since we are now joined to Christ, we have been given the treasure of redemption by his blood. The total consolation for our sin. All because of his cascading riches of his grace. He said, this, this super abundant grace is already powerfully working in us, releasing within us all forms of wisdom and practical understanding. Do you see, if your Bible is as holy as mine, you need to highlight verse 8. He said, the superabundant grace is already, it's not going to, it has already powerfully working in us, releasing all forms of wisdom, wisdom on how to be able to put an idea on the paper. All of a sudden, you know how to come up with an idea from the ground root down to the place wherever you want to see the business in 50 years. That wisdom has been given to us. You see, all forms of wisdom, all kinds of wisdom, wisdom in your finance, wisdom in your marriage, wisdom in your career, wisdom with your children, wisdom with your wife, wisdom with your husband, wisdom with anything. You see, all forms of wisdom has been given and practical understanding. Which is not just an understanding where it is just, and uh, you see, I understand this thing, but I don't understand. 
practical one. The ones you know that if I do this, it, there's no way, like we say in Nigeria, you must hammer. You must, you, it, it must blow. Practical understanding. And in verse 9, it says here, it says, and through the revelation of the anointed one, he unveiled his secret desire to us. You see, that is the reason why when this scripture comes in, and I said to people, I said without apology, I said, see, God is not holding anything for the believers. Nothing. Nothing. God has given us all things that pertains to life and to godliness. He says here, he said, and through the revelation of the anointed one, he has unveiled his secret desires to us. Secret things of God has been unveiled to us, the believer. So which means as a believer, you can put your hand on your chest and to say, I can never be stranded. Because why? You now understand that God has unveiled every secret. Do you notice on the scripture, he's not saying that he's going to unveil um, some secrets. He says all his secrets. All. And he has unveiled it in Christ. Now let's see here. He said the hidden mystery of his long-range plan, which he was delighted to implement it from the very beginning. He said, and because of God's unfailing purpose, his detailed plan was reigned supreme through every period of time until the fulfillment of all ages finally reaches its climax when God makes all things new in all of the heavens and earth through Jesus Christ. Verse 11, which is our final verse, he said, through our union with Christ, we too have been claimed by God as his own inheritance. Ah, you know, you see, this is one of the things whereby I feel like, I feel like that it's, it's, it's normal service whereby you all are here. I just feel like hitting your chest to make you understand that through the union of Christ, the Bible says, says you have been claimed. You have been taken, which means your father at this moment is God. I remember one time I was speaking to my biological father. He made me laugh and we were just arguing. He said, my son, I hear you all the time. You keep saying that God is your father. God is your father. Who am I? I said, you are my earthly one. So don't be, don't, but don't, don't feel bad. He said, no, because you hardly mention my name. I said, ah, I can't mention your name because the blood in which I come out from, from you, it has fault. But the one in which I am subscribed to does not have fault. And I want to be perfect like God. And all of a sudden, by the time I said that to him, he just laughed and he said, no, son, I understand you now. So which means I am also the father of God. I said, yes, you are. So you are the, you are, I mean, uh, your father is God. I say, I say, so your father is God, but earthly, you are my father. But my own biological father, the spiritual one, is in heaven. That's why I tell people, I said, I can never be stopped. And when I said that, especially for us as Platform Church, the arrogance in which we want, and that's the thing in which I try every day to enforce into the people, that you cannot be stopped. You've been adopted by God. If you've been adopted, which means your name has changed. You are no more um, what you call Bongani Shabalala, or maybe Michael Smith, or Green, whatever. Your name now, it is now God, the other one. Whatever you want to put, because why? You have been adopted. Your son name has changed spiritually. So which means you can carry that name and go to the bank and ask the bank that you want a money for your business and they can give it to you because why your father owns everything the bible says the 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 the, the, the mountains and even all the cultures and the, the goats on the tops of the mountain all belongs to your father if it belongs to your father which means you cannot lack it is impossible for you to lack and one of the things in which i want you to understand dearly beloved is the fact that as we begin to look at some of the points that we need to be able to activate because the message title this morning is called activating all-round fulfillment ability for you to activate what do i need to do for me to be able to activate all this very particular thing but before we get there this morning let me show you give you a few examples because the only thing in which i know too well is i know the bible and by god's intelligence upon my life i use scripture to interpret scripture if i cannot find it in two or three places i don't take it as a doctrine 
I do not take it as a doctrine. That's why for me, when I see a lot of pastors who are busy still talking about the whole concept that no, women must cover their hair. Why is women doing this and that and go? I say, see, calm down, eh? When we look at it from the original intent, funny enough, me and my wife were cracking joke this morning. <laughs> we're cracking joke this morning, I said. <laughs> one of the things which we're talking, we're talking about the whole concept of, and so which means man and woman would have been very naked walking and there would be no, I'm like, yeah, it would have been like that. There would be no sin consciousness. We would just be living our life. In fact, you wouldn't even know. You know, my wife, my wife is very graphic. She's a writer. <laughs> and so because of that, she knows how to paint some certain graphic picture. He says, so which means I won't be seeing six pack. I say, yes, so you only be seeing my own one pack. You won't see no six pack. Because why? We are now carrying the image of Christ. And that is what God wanted from us from the very beginning. And I said to them, I said, see, calm down. If a statement in the Bible, if you cannot prove it, and this is me, please, I want you to understand this. All, all the wonderful people that God has given us as platform and you who is currently streaming, I want you to understand, if you cannot back the scripture in two or three places, you have no business taking it as a doctrine. There is no business for you because the Bible says, in the mouth of two or three, two or three, how can you just carry all of a sudden? And also, if you want to read your scripture, please and please hear me well. Read the pretext, the protext, and the context. Why was that thing written? For instance, the whole subjugation of women that we're currently seeing. It was because we could see with the Corinthian church that the women were now operating as a man. They have fully understand the system. And Paul was making them to understand. I say, come, see, 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 see. When it comes to this very particular thing, eh? from the beginning, God has put the man... And because the man was the first mention, he has put the man. It is not because the woman and the man is not equal. They are both equal. But for the fact of there should be a plan and a destination, these are the reasons. And all of a sudden, our society has taken it to the point that we're now using that same scripture to abuse women, to make women feel as if they don't have a voice. It is a lie. Because why? God came to die for the man, die for the woman. If you read your Bible in Genesis chapter 3, it says both male and female, their name was called Adam. The, the God created Adam. The Adam was now breaking into two, which is the male and the female. That is the reason why Jesus could not have been able to find a wife of his kind. Because why? The species of Jesus at that moment could not pull a wife out of this very particular realm. Because why? The Bible says he was the second man, the last Adam. And so for him to be able to marry, I hear a lot of people say, no, if Jesus would have stayed 30, you know what it's called, 33 and a half years or 34 years, he would have married. I say, ah. Which means God would have been able to come down and meet Jesus and tell Jesus, sleep, let me pull your wife. But because he wants to give us a new species, he wants us to be able to carry a kind of species that Christ carries. And the name of the species is called Christ the species. All of a sudden, we could see that when men and women accepted Jesus, the same fullness of Jesus rests in the man, the same one also rests in the woman. But when it comes to the issue of ability for us to have a collective goal and a design purpose, because two captains cannot govern one ship, you know too well it's going to collapse. That is why the man has been put. But even in that place where the man has been put, I tell people point blank, with my marriage, for instance, there's some certain strength in which I know. And I'm not ashamed to say it too well. <laughs> my wife knew me that one. <laughs> there's an angle in which I have discovered that um, if I do not apply wisdom, one day my wife will just see that we are sleeping outside. Because why? When it comes to the issue of finances, you, as long as it's church, I can put everything inside for God. My wife will remind me, and um, babe, you know, we still have to sleep. And you still have to eat. After you finish all your 22 days prayer and fasting, there must be food in the table. So clear. Because why? I have discovered by strength that this is not my this is not my strength. The Bible says that husband and wife submit one to another. Which means nobody is brief, nobody is bigger when it comes, but when it comes to some certain directions and leadership, the man is supposed to be there. But if the man cannot do it, there is no problem for the woman handling it. In communication, my wife knows too well that when it comes to the finances of the home. 
have no business. Sometimes I ask her, saying, baby, say, man, that once it's finished, I'll She just look at me, she laughed. So I know it will finish. So because of that, I didn't give you in full. Because why? I know my strength. She knows her strength. She knows there are some certain things in which she cannot do. And that is the system of God. But I pray this moment that every manipulations of religion that has subjugated our women, make them feel as if they are just a, a, what you call a toy to play with. I destroyed that cause in the name of Jesus. Part of the example this morning we'll see before I begin to bring my point this moment is the fact that we see a guy called Naaman. Naaman in the Bible, in the book of 2 Kings chapter 5. I won't be able to read it because I need to be able to address a lot of points this morning. Naaman, I mean, what's it called? 2 Kings chapter 5, from verse 1 to verse 19. You can take your time and write it down. You're going to see it. Naaman obeyed the prophet with his unpopular method. Because part of the things for you to be able to enjoy the rested life and to have all-round completeness in life is the fact that you need to be able to see. Do you notice that for Naaman, Naaman come with his own swag. Naaman had a gene, probably the gene was written Chanel or Gucci or whatever, coming with his swag and stuff to come and meet the prophet. But this is the thing, the prophet gave a direction that was unpopular. How do you tell a president, imagine me telling president, if I just because I know that he's president's name, the fear in me will not make me talk to President Ramaphosa the way I want to talk. But Elisha did not care. What is it? As far as your destiny is in my hand, I know what will make you get healed. And he said to him, Son, you will go to the river and go and dip yourself seven times. Ah, if it's me, I'll look, I'll look at Elisha. Guy, come. Seven, if I had one, he's a mandate seven times. Because why? The mysteries of God, when you apply them in obedience to it, it produces result. Naaman decided to say, thank God for that small lady who was by the side. Say, ah, ah, ah. If he has asked you to do something very bigger than this, won't you do it? Just to go dip yourself in the river. Like really, even though the river is thinking and so, your business, you want to come out from this leprosy. You see, the thing there is the fact that, and I'm beginning to see it around our space currently, believers want to live the rested life, but they are not willing to engage what will make them have the rested life. They want their pastors to be able to constantly help them. In fact, I told, I told one of the members, I said, see, come, eh? <laughs> my business is to show you. Your business is to do it. I am not going to, yeah, I said, forget it. No, it's not possible. No, I, I am called a leader, not, a, not the one that will now come and help you to work your own work. Now you must play your own part because why? So this salvation thing, we have taken it to the extreme where we feel as if it's a, it's a chance for us to be lazy and just sit and not do anything. But as far as salvation has been given to man, do you notice that God, I tell people with this, without apology to anybody, see, everything that God wants this earth to operate in, it is currently in operation. It is either you tune in or you tune out. It is currently in operation. God is not doing any miracle anywhere. You are the one that is awakened to the consciousness of a particular level. And all of a sudden, boom, it bursts out in your head. Because why? The frequency has already been existing. You all know too well, I use this example when it comes to different frequencies of radio. All the frequencies currently now, so you are listening to me, they are all existing. All you need to do is to tune in. And when you tune into that frequency, you begin to benefit the message from the frequency. But as far as heaven is concerned, heaven has released everything. Are you willing to tune in? If Naaman will obey the prophet, are you willing to obey your prophet? Your prophet has actually said that this is the month of all, all round completeness. Do you believe your prophet? Or you're like, ah, you see, not another the same thing again they are saying. They like, they like coming up with monthly stuff. You see, you see, when Naaman decided to take that very particular idea and run with it, he was able to produce results. Who else again do we see? One of the women, I like her so much. It's called, funny enough, she doesn't even have a name. They just call her the woman with the issue of blood. May God not make your problem override your name in the name of Jesus. Because that's a serious cause. We can't even tell you, who are you? you say, no, that lady that has been walking with her leg at the back. Uh -uh. Does she have a name? 
Like, that's all we know. But we can see the woman in the book of Luke chapter 48, I mean Luke chapter 8, verse 43 to 48. The Bible says that this woman got to a particular point. She proposed in her heart. She has wasted all her resources. Possibility that this woman was a Christian. Churches are very high because how would she have known about Jesus? So which means she understands the things of the church. But that day she make a she made a choice. The same way some of you this morning currently listening to me or watching me. The same way you are going to make a decision tonight to say I want to have all round completeness. She made a choice and proposed in her heart. And she said, if I may but touch the hem of the garment of this guy, I shall be made whole. And I said to a lot of people, I said, see, the woman just put touch the hem. Do you know that if the woman had fed herself, fed herself to the point to say, if I may be walk, put my foot on the footprint of Jesus, I will be made whole. Because why? It is according to your faith. It is not according to your pastor's faith. It is according to your faith. God has given every one of us the measure of faith. Do you know that the faith in which I use to do what I'm doing, you also have that same quality of faith. But the problem why I produce more results, I have rehearsed my own so well to the point that I know what this faith can pull off. Are you rehearsing yours or you are just sitting down waiting? You know, I'm waiting for my pastor to just tell me after he says this to me, I'm fine. I don't, calm down. What if your pastor is not there? Can you be able to work out your own salvation? The woman with the issue of blood, she proposed in her heart, if I may but touch. Are you going to touch this morning and say, Lord, on this morning service, I put my hand on the voice that is coming out this morning from your voice from the throne to change the narratives in my life and to make my life enjoy all around completeness. That responsibility is in your hand. Another person also we can talk. They call him the blind Bartimaeus. <laughs> you know how funny it is. People call you with your problem before they even remember, at least what they even remember his name. The blind Bartimaeus. They're like, just say Bartimaeus, life move on. But they call him blind Bartimaeus. It's like that how they say, oh, that cripple Bongani. Or that dev teboko, uh, it will not be your portion in the name of Jesus. All of a sudden, we notice by this guy in the book of Mark chapter ten. When you read Mark chapter ten from verse forty-six to fifty-two, it get to the point where this guy had to cry for mercy. Some of you this morning, you need to cry for mercy and say, Lord, as I partake in the communion, I cry for my right to be able to hit me this morning because why it is now your right. It is your right that has been given. Blind Bartimaeus understand that. No, come now. I've been hearing a lot of things about this guy. He shall thou son of David, have mercy upon me. And when he screamed that possibility, the one that carries mercy, the one that says that he has given us mercy every morning, that one pulled off and come to meet him. Say, what do you want? He said that I may receive my sight. The guy was, see, he was, he knows what he wants. He was not bothered. He was not, see, whatever you want to say, first of all, give me sight. Let me see. I will know what I'll do with my life. She, the guy screamed, son of David, have mercy on me. And indeed, mercy located him. This morning, as you open your voice to cry for mercy, the mercy of God you need in any aspect of your life, it will locate you this morning in the name of Jesus. And also, we see another guy in the Bible called Job. Oh, Job. Job was the guy that understand the blessing. You can see in the book of Genesis chapter 26, Job fought him and his mother. They all came to, they conspired for the blessing. They were not looking about the resources of Isaac. They were not saying, no, no, Isaac has about five cars. He has seven business in, in Dubai. He has 22 business in Kenya or whatever. He was not bothered. If the blessing can be upon my life, I'll be able to make what my fathers make. If the blessings of God can sit upon my life, I'll be able to route. The problem with us as the body of Christ, we are looking for material things to think that that's the blessing. The blessing is an empowerment for you to be able to get those things, whatever you want to call it. It's, an, it's a force from heaven that when you show up any place, that, 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 that environment configured themselves 
to be able to adjust to your demand. And we can see that with Jacob. Jacob made sure that he fought for the blessings. He fought for the blessings to the point that in Genesis chapter 32 verse 26, we see that when he was coming back, he still fought the angels. Say, guy, you must bless me and bless me indeed. Because he knows that, see, I have been toiling all around. There are some of you that need to get into rest. Your toiling is enough. You have worked for years and yet nothing to show forth. The blessing is available for you this morning. The blessing is available for you this morning. I decree every blessing in which you need for your life to get into the permanent rest. Come upon you right now in the name of Jesus. Jacob, I mean, what's it called? Jacob went for the blessing. He went for the blessing. See, come, I don't see, don't give me. He's like, for me, I look at Jacob. He's like, he's like Peter. Don't, don't, don't give me the fish. Tell me where to cast my net. Because I know if I can know how to cast my net, I'll give me time, I will overtake you. It is the wisdom that we need to be able to operate in in this moment. The blessings. The blessings of the Lord is what make rich and add no sorrow. Which means if the Bible said the blessings of the Lord make rich and add no sorrow, which means the blessing of the devil can give you rich and add sorrow to it. How come we can say a lot of people all of a sudden with millions and billions in their bank accounts, they wake up one morning, they, want, they, they kill themselves. You think that Whitney Houston had, had that, that she was broke? She wasn't broke. We know a lot of people, even in Africa, currently, I mean, two weeks ago, one of my close family members, boom, gone. What happened? He just woke up one morning, just like, life, life does not have any meaning again. This guy has money. Boy, killed himself. He killed himself while looking at his wife, and his wife has no clue. That's actually stabbed himself by the, by the side here, and he was sitting down till the blood went out of him. Before the wife could tell, the wife just has seen droplets of blood coming on the table. I mean, coming on the couch, and she was wondering, what is it? Because why? It is only the blessings of the Lord that make rich and add no sorrow. I decree this morning, every sorrow that you have ever suffered thus far, it comes to an end this morning. In the name of Jesus, go for the blessings. Go for the blessings. When your pastor or the servant of God, God has brought upon your life and said to you, you are blessed. You run with it. You don't bother. And that's the thing about me. I tell people, I say, see, I am not interested in your past. That's your business. If you want to stay in your past, see, we have work to do. Can we, can we, can we just run? My wife knows this thing all the time. She likes telling me, she's like, no, baby, see, I'm, uh, by the time our kids start coming in, please, can you not say that part? Because I don't want them to have this, your gra -gra mentality. And I'm like, I say, please don't tell them that you're in a hurry. Can my children grow easily? Let them grow with their time. And for you to know, sometimes I crack joke with my wife and I said to her, I cannot wait whereby the day my, my, my children come out, boom, as they lamp part, they look at me because they will know because we'll be talking from the womb. They know, know how they said, I don't know how science discovered that. For those of you who are parents, you understand that they say the child can hear from the womb. I say, hey, ha, the child will hear my voice. By the time my wife is sleeping, I'll go there, I'll be whispering to the child. Child is here. When you come out on the day one, your mother looks like this, I look like this. So with your mother, they don't talk because if you talk, she's going to pass out. And I'm not interested for me to now be fine. When you now see me, say, just tell me, hey, Pops, what's up, man? From day one, my wife said, I rebuke you. I said, calm down. I'm the father. What's the problem? I want my child from the, as they come out from the womb. They after they do, Neh! they see me. Hey, Pops, what's up? I'm like, yeah, Bob, what's up? Hey, I'm coming. Because why? Uh, I came late. I have no time for me to be doing some toddling things. And I'm like, hey, let's just grow, grow, grow. We have work to do together. Why am I saying this? It is because the fullness of that reality is possible. We are the one in time limiting ourselves. We are the one in time limiting our kind. I was saying this morning, I said, one of the things we need to understand is the fact that when God created man in the Garden of Eden, I like saying in Genesis chapter 1 and chapter 2, it is the intent of God for man. But when in chapter 3, we now see where man fell. 
And the funny thing on that very particular scripture, I was sharing it to my wife. I said, see, <laughs> that's why when I see people who keep blaming our women or whatever and stuff, see the blame, I have come in this dispensation to rewrite that narrative and to make our women stop behaving as if they are very good in the bedroom and non-effective in the, in the boardroom. Enough is enough. They need to come out and be able to route possibility that they have in Christ. I said, do you know that in Genesis chapter 3, the Bible says that if you read your scripture, that when Adam was being tempted, I mean when Eve was tempted, it was painful. I feel like slapping Adam if I see him. Adam was standing by Eve's side. So this body that was telling you that Eve was, Adam was in a mountain somewhere praying and Eve was in a valley, it's a lie. Adam was standing by the side and yet Eve was making the decision that he has been given responsibility. The reason why sometimes we see our women walk, see, uh, maybe in my small life, I've, I've sat with a couple of some women, I won't say all, some women, and one of the things which I've seen by default, a woman is not wired for her to be able to pull some certain, what you call, responsibility. They are not wired. See, don't, don't get it twisted. Our job is to be able to protect, provide, and to, and to preserve. All of a sudden, Eve was standing there. The devil was talking to Eve, and Adam was standing by the side, and he said nothing. Don't that sound like what is currently happening in our society? Where our women are being abused. All of a sudden, systems are coming to make our women look as if, and yet, we, the men, we are sitting down, folding our hands, going to beer parlors and drinking beers and popping champagnes and say, ah, whatever, man, you know, you know, you just, you know, this is, this, this are their stuff and could they will handle it. No, they can't handle it. It has been given to us for us to be able to handle. And that's the reason why when Eve ate that thing, God was not angry. Because why? God knew that ah, this guy, this woman negotiated deceit for almost three verses. But you, in that same verse, you ate the fruit. So the woman was deceived. Adam was not. Adam knew and ate the thing. And it was because the responsibility of that brought man to what we are today. And all of a sudden, we cannot produce after God's kind, but thank God for salvation. Somebody needs to just say, thank God for salvation. Because why salvation has routed us back again into one with the divine, not even one with Adam's nature. That's why the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, he says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation, which means your kind of existence has never existed before. Your species sitting here looking at me or probably at wherever you are currently now. Your kind has never existed before. You are a new one that God has created from heaven. And he is trying to see this new species. Can you come together? Let's work some certain things. Are you going to come? Or you are going to sit down there and say, mm, you know, because the government has refused to give me the tender. Or you try to create your excuse. See, there is tender in heaven. All you need to do, tender your case before the father. And see how he will answer you. <laughs> that is tender in heaven. The number for you to dial is called J-E-S-U-S. -S. Dial that number. He is always willing and ready to answer you. Another person again we can see is a woman called Hannah. I love Hannah so much because Hannah knows how to operate some certain mysteries. And part of the mystery, one of the mysteries this morning will be used, which is the mystery of the communion. Hannah got to a particular point in the book of First Samuel chapter 1. First Samuel chapter 1 from verse 11 to verse 28. You can write it down. Take your time to go and study it later. The Bible says, and Hannah engaged God that day. Because why? Hannah has been going to church like some of you currently. Some of you are busy doing hopping of church and you refuse to put yourself one side. I don't know what is, I don't know what you are looking for. Except if you know that your church, you can tell they are not preaching Christ. But if you know they are preaching Christ, what is your business? Stay planted. The Bible says those that are planted in the house of the Lord, not planted in Shibin, not planted in the world, in the house of the Lord. Say they shall flourish like a palm tree. So, which means ability for all the things you are looking out in the world, it is in the Lord. You are the one looking out in the world to get it when the Lord has it for you for free. All you just need to do is to align. 
Hannah got to that very particular day in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 1. She said to herself, enough is enough. This church going that I am doing, I need to be able to appropriate some certain mystery. And when Hannah began to pray according to the will of God, all of a sudden, because why? That moment, Hannah was demanding for a child, but that day she said, no, let me pray a prayer according to the will of God. He said, God, if you can give me this, it is a covenant I have signed with you. If you can give me this, trust me, I'll bring it back for you. Ah! And God said, now you are talking my language because I need a prophet. And all of a sudden, boom, in nine months. The Bible says, according to the time of life. Time of life for a woman is nine. According to the time of life, boom, she brought forth. Because why? She engaged in covenant practice. She knew too well that if I can meet God's heart, he will make me a mark on this earth. If I can meet God's heart, he will make me a mark on this earth. Samuel is not the only child that, is, that, that, that Hannah, um, Hannah has. Hannah has about three, four, five, I think about six children, if I'm not mistaken. But we only know about Samuel because why? at that moment, God was looking for somebody that would be able to sit at the throne and to be able to bring a righteous God. Because why? At that moment, Eli has messed up. Just the same way like we're praying yesterday. Our political leaders have messed up and stuff. But are you willing to engage a covenant practice with God and say, God, as far as activating all-round completeness in the place of business, in the place of politics, in the place of finance, Lord, if you can give me the grace to engage this, I will stay put to you. Hannah engaged the covenant practice. And the last one in which we see, we know too well. I call it the covenant practice of sacrifice. Is the one called Jesus. No matter how we want to give an example, Jesus has been our ultimate. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3, he says he is the express image of the Father, which means God has revealed himself all to Jesus. That's why for that, that very particular song, I think I cracked up with the song and somebody made me laugh. It's like, oh, darling, after you say that thing, I went to go and read the scripture and I saw it. I'm like, man, why are we singing this song? You know that song, when you guys become emotional, for your glory, I would do anything. The glory has been revealed. He's in Christ Jesus. So what do you want to do for the glory? Just get to know Christ and you're sorted. Get to know Christ and you're sorted. For your glory, I will do. What do you want to do? The glory has been revealed. It is in Christ Jesus. It was said in Genesis, what's it called? In Hebrew. He said, for he is now the express image of the Father. That God had taken pleasure in his son Jesus to express his glory. Now if he says that, and he now says in Colossians that the fullness of the Godhead is revealed in you. So what glory are you still looking for? When the glory is already on your inside? You need to look down. Stop looking up and crying. Look down the glory that has been given to me. In our text this morning, which I read to you guys, in the book of John chapter 7, it says that from out of your belly shall flows out. What is it saying? That from your belly you will be able to pull out the glory of God. It is inside. Set you down on your inside. You are the one still searching. Maybe that's the reason why things are not going the way you need to go for. Now let's begin to look as I begin to bring this very particular thought to a close. What must I do? Because there's always, you know, you guys know me too well. I don't, I don't, I don't tell you things that after you finish, they're like, okay, there must be a responsibility for you to be able to do. What must I do for me to be able to activate all-round completeness? Point number one, forgetting the past. Forget the past. I know this will not sound well for you. Forget the past. Forget, I will say it one more time, forget the past. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 43, Isaiah 43 from verse 18 and 19, he said, remember not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Everything that has happened to you before you see me today, as you are watching me currently now, everything that has happened to you two minutes ago, forget it. Because why? If the problem with us is the fact that we keep holding at the past, expecting to bump into the future. 
And so all of a sudden, we make errors simply because we want to be able to get some certain things that we're not willing to do. See, I tell people, I said, wisdom has been communicated with earthly stuff. It just need a fool to confuse you not to be able to understand. Do you notice that in your car, every one of you, including the ones that are currently sitting here, when you are driving to this very particular place, do you notice that the side mirrors were very small? Even the one that you have, I think it's called the rearview mirror, if I'm not mistaken, the one that is up there is also very small. Because why, as far as God is concerned, he does not want you to even bother about it at all. But the big one is in front of you. Because why, the future is bigger than compared to what you have lost in the past. The future is bigger compared to the pain you've gone through in the past. The future is bigger compared to the, past, to the, to the guy that says he wants to leave you. And so, is your fulfillment from the guy? Let him go. Because why? God, in Christ Jesus, you have your fullness and your completeness. Your completeness has been routed in Christ. All of a sudden, you have been abused and buffeted. Taking you and, and you are sitting there, you see? You know, I, I, hear, I hear a lot of people who tell me point blank. And I've seen that. I think that's one correctly that I'm trying to deal with. And, and I'm praying for God to give me wisdom. Woman, it is high time for you to let this guy go. You've been around this guy for the past, I think, if I'm not mistaken, for the past seven years. And all of a sudden, he, has, he hasn't paid Lobola. You have child for him. Staying in your house, you're feeding him. The next minute is bringing girls, and what are you doing? Like at least, even though he has, paid, if he has paid Lobola and he's married, you know, it's a different ballgame. We now need to do a marriage counseling to restructure, but nothing. You know, I, I can't be alone, really. When the Bible says, "I will never," Jesus says, "I will never leave you or forsake you," and you are putting your hand and your trust in a man. The man has hurt you so well. To the point that you was, if the heart has become, you know how they call it, I say, what do people call it? They call it, after the heart come back, you know, some of us are married, so now we can say some certain things now. So it's okay. No, by the time I wasn't married, no, they, hey, oh, they tormented me. <laughs> I saw flames. I know how many pastors pour oil on my head. Sometimes they will come to dexterity and all of a sudden I don't see that I'm, I'm being forced to kneel down. They are praying, they lay leg, lay hand, lay everything until my wife popped out. When she popped, I said, Father, thank you. Every flame you guys showed me, I'll show you guys back again. What is it? All of a sudden, the woman is not, I mean, the guy is not trying to put his best foot forward. And you are still sitting there trying to compromise. On what grounds? Trying to say to yourself that if not for him, I can't be anything. Who said so to you? Who told you that? When you were coming out from your mother's room, did you come out with any man or any woman? What's your problem? You came out alone, fulfilling the destiny yourself. But yet, you now got to a particular point, you missed the mark simply because society makes you feel that without a man or a woman in your life, you can never fulfill God's plan. I can give an example. One of them is called Paul the Apostle. The other one is called Jesus. At least, just let's forget the fact that he was a mysterious guy who came to bail us out. But he also fulfilled ministry. And so, let it go. You cannot forget the part. The guy has hurt you. Get out of there. What's your problem? I told somebody, I said, see, if I ever hear you beat your wife again or if I hear you attack your... Me, Darlington, I will be the one to arrest you and put you in prison. And I will make sure that I know God has given me intelligence. I know people. They will make sure that they lock the key. I mean, they throw the key in River Limpopo so that it will take time for them to go and find the key and bring you back. Because why? Responsibility has been given to us for us to forget the past. The past has happened. So what? Let it go. Somebody break, betray you. Forget it. I know the pain is there. I'm not saying that it's not going to be painful. Obviously, it's going to be painful. You're a human being now. Ah, it's going to be painful, but forget it. Walk your mind to get to the point whereby those things doesn't hold you anymore. If they call your ex-boyfriend, they call his name today, boom, bongandi, how do you feel? If, if you still cringe, which means you've not forgetting the past. You are still holding on to, let go. Because why? Verse 19 of the book of Isaiah chapter 43, it says here, it says, behold, I will do a new thing. 
Say, behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. You shall know it not. I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Who said to you that your life is dependent on that very particular job? Who said so? They fired you and so what? My resources is coming from above. He that is above is above all. My economy is not determined by President Ramaphosa. Neither is he governed by World Bank. My economy is from the heaven. And so I know too well that he's going to supply all my needs according to his riches. Why? Forget the past. We can also see in the book of Philippians chapter 3. As we go into my point 2. Philippians chapter 3. From verse 12 to verse 14. He said, not as though I already attained. Either we are already perfect, but I follow after if I may apprehend that for which also I apprehended Christ Jesus. Verse 13 here says, he said, brethren, I count not myself to apprehend it, but one thing I do. I like Paul. One thing I do. He wasn't saying one thing people do for me. One thing I do. Forgetting those things that are behind and reaching forward to those things which are before me. Forget the past and look forward. There is a greatness with your name attached to it. High time for you to let go. You lost the car. Why is it that the fact that the car has not become your life? You cannot do anything without the car. I remember calling a friend of mine the other day. I said, guy, how come that every time I'm the one coming to see you? He said, you know, see, uh, pastor, uh, the reason why I can't see you is because uh, my car, this, this, and my car, that. I said, wow, so your life is wrapped about the car. He said, yes. I said, good. And trust me that day, I just, go, the Holy Spirit put an impression in my heart for me to call him. And to pray. When he said that, ah, me, I keep the blessing. So you are creating excuse of a car instead of you. Find your way. The Bible says, and John the Baptist was in the wilderness, he was preaching. Men run to him, to the wilderness. So if you know too well that this thing carry your blessing attached to it, why are you creating an excuse? You know it is because I lost my car. I know how many people send me a message this morning. Pastor, you see, uh, it is because my car is faulty. Pastor, you see, it is because... I just looked at them and said, it is well. Because that's all I can say to you. It is well. Verse 14. It says, I press forward towards the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I press forward. Point number one, forget the past. Press forward. The past has done its effect and has done its damage. It is high time for you to move forward. I decree this morning upon your life by the mandate of rest that God has routed through this commission. Every pain you have ever suffered from this morning onward, they are destroyed in the name of Jesus. Every forces of darkness that has hold you bound in one place. I break that yoke off your neck in the name of Jesus. Anyone that says that you can never matter in life simply because they feel that they hold you ransom. I break their yoke off your neck in the name of Jesus. Go forward. Go forward. Go forward. I need to say it one more time. Go forward. The future is bright. The future is bigger. And the future is better. Point number two. What is it that I must do? It's called a sold out heart for God. Sold out. Sold out heart for God. Ability for you to show yourself out and to say, God, all of you are none of me. All of you are none of my husband. All of you are none of my children. All of you are none of my car. All of you are none of my wealth. Sold out heart for God. You see, my dear, the only reason why you can make a mark in this very particular earth is when your heart for God is strong. 
when your heart for God and God can trust you, he knows too well that no, my sister will never disappoint me. My brother will stay in the lane and he will be able to route possibility. He can, he can be bold as he says to Abraham. He said, why will I do such a thing without me telling my friend Abraham? Can God trust you with such that? Because why, when Abraham got the righteousness of God in him, he was sold out. He was sold out to the point that nothing could stop Abraham. To the point that the guy was willing to kill his son for God. And God said to him, hey, 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 calm down. I was just using you as a prototype. As for the fact that you have allowed, you have killed your son in your heart. You have given me access to kill my son on the cross. What happened in Genesis was a shadow, the revelation we saw it. Currently the manifestation in the New Testament. God was looking for a way because why? As far as this earth is concerned. Why I say so that heart, God wants to see your heart to use you to route possibility on this earth. He wants to use your heart. He wants to know that if I begin to unveil my mysteries to you, can I trust you that you can be able to keep them? Or one minute I bless you with $10,000. The next thing we are seeing, we are seeing you in Dubai with one of the sheikhs smoking your life out. And yet that is the blessing coming from God. I tell you, I say God is not holding anything from you. But trust me, he also needs stewards that will be able to hold his resources for his plan and his mandate on earth. But if God will give you one billion today, can he find you in church? All of a sudden, you are bigger than God. You are putting appointment on Sunday. The same day you know you come to reconnect your destiny to God back. Or to come to the church to be refired for the day ahead. That is the day you... In fact, you put your appointment 10 to 12. Like from 10 o'clock when the service starts and to 12 o'clock when the... That's the devil. Blessing... See, I tell you, see, the devil can bless you out of the will of God. He can do that because why? Third John 2 says, Beloved, I wish above all things that doubt me are prosper and be in health even as your soul prospered. So which means you can, you can be prospered and your soul is not prospering. Now when such happened, God has given us a prototype on how to look at what the heavenly prosperity look like. That when they give you one billion today, you are still in church. You are not moved. When they, when, 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 they, when they bless you with mysterious resources, deep revelation, you don't get to the point where by all of a sudden you are adding title to yourself. Don't you know that I'm major 63? What is your problem? Stay humble and give a heart for God. Let's look at the book of Exodus chapter 23. So that heart for God. Exodus 23 from verse 25 and 26. Exodus 23, 25 and 26. The Bible says here, yeah, he said, and ye shall serve the Lord your God. Somebody need to say amen here. He says, for serving him, that is a reward. He says, and he shall bless thy bread and thy water. He says, and I will take sickness far from thy midst. He said, and ye shall serve the Lord your God. And ye shall serve the Lord your God. And ye shall serve the Lord your God. Do you notice something with us as a church is the fact that we are very quick to hang around the church, but yet we don't want to do the workings of what will enforce the rested life to be upon our lives. We are very quick. He says, ye shall serve, not ye shall hang around. Not ye shall be parabolating around and just to say, no, I just want pastor to see me. Then you'll get the blessing from the pastor. I just want pastor to know that I'm in church today. Or I just want to log in and say, hi. There are some members, I know you all, that all you do is to come on the streaming and just do hi. And after then, you have disappeared. I know. Ah, you're, you're, by God's grace, God has given you a servant of God that, 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 that has the prophetic grace and the apostolic unction. I know. And I've tested some of you. I could tell because I asked some certain questions. I could tell point blank how your response is. And I just leave it because I know that you are still working your faith. All of a sudden, say, they that serve, he says, serve the Lord your God and he will bless. 
He will bless. See, God is not. He will bless you by force without any choice. I say because I know that I'm a custodian of his mysteries. He will bless you. See, God cannot change his principle for any man. It is impossible. He says, my word will go forth out of my mouth. It will not return back unto me. Because why? The intelligence for God to make the word works. It has been given in Christ Jesus. Say, sir, do you notice that your heavenly father, or probably Jesus Christ who is seated in heaven, he is also still serving the father. Because why? The Bible says that he is sitting down making sure that every word that we say come to pass. So the intelligence of him, the man Jesus sitting in heaven, is to oversee, to make sure that, that as you call on the name of the Lord, then he carries your report and throw it. Father, answer him. My name has been mentioned here. He is still busy working. How come you are here and you don't want to do anything? You are sitting there working. He is still busy working. Jesus could not ascend to go and sit with the Father, the throne where he is. He is a man like you with a flesh and a blood. He is sitting watching the world to make sure that it comes to pass. If your Jesus is still working, how come you are sitting down, crossing your hand, and you are looking? The pastor is you just you just fast, man. You know, to the point that you guys have turned us to a I call it to a to a Christian Sangomas. Hey, pastor, you just take this twenty thousand ram, man. I just need to pray for me and stuff. I rebuke you all in the name of Jesus. Anybody that will come and meet me and tell me take twenty thousand, you will fast with me. It's impossible. In fact, I will make you fast without me fasting because it's your problem. It's not my problem. I've crossed that line. So it's okay. Why must I be fasting for your own problem? Like, um, do I bring you into that problem? But serve the Lord. He says he will bless your water and your bread. Job chapter 36 verse 11. Job 36 11. The Bible says here. Yeah. It says, if they obey and serve him, they will spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures. If they obey, it's a condition you choose. <laughs> you know, that's why I like, I like, I like this God, me. As you see, this God in which I serve, man, for me, I call him, he's my chill out guy, man. That's why for us, it's Platform Church. I told God, I said, see, God, I just want my people to just come as they are. Platform is a church. If you're looking for a church where you want to attend, whether you just come as you are, chill out and stuff, just come with a jean, at least not your pajamas, come down. That's for your house. Don't bring it to church. It's okay. Uh -huh. But just come as you are. One of the things I think I was speaking with, with the son in which God has blessed us with, and we're trying to, 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 to build some certain intelligence for the church just to make sure that uh, you all enjoy the rested life and also you'll be able to enjoy some certain service. And I was saying to him, I think no, he was the one who even suggested it. When he said it, I said to him, point blank, I said, son, he said, yeah, this is a clear indication that God called me and I know that he was not right for me to pick you up. He said, he said, he said, sir, he said, you know, I think with some of the message you are preaching, there's a certain point that you are saying it makes sense. Can we make t-shirts? I said, please go ahead, though, because I will wear it. <laughs> because why? Christianity is sweet. Your Jesus is easy. Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28, he said, come unto me, all ye that are labor and heavy laden, I will give you. If you're, you notice he is not forced, he said, just come. Try to, try to find remove the disturbance come to me and see if you not enjoy rest he says here say if you obey and serve him if you obey if you obey if you obey if you obey are you willing to obey or you are still trying to play church and trying to to, to play god you are, you are trying to play an infinite mind the one that borrows you the the old point oh 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 only god no point that he gave you as a brain in your head and you are trying to use that to fathom a God that is ageless. The one that is not even living in time. He creates time for your justification. And yet you want to, he said, my sin is God, man. I just leave this thing. My dear, serve the Lord. Also, you can find that also in 2 Kings chapter 10, verse 30. It says here, 
It says, and the Lord said unto Jehu. <laughs> you know, this is the one for me when I, this scripture, when, when the Holy Spirit popped the scripture for me three years ago, it blesses my heart to the point that I have never looked back. Second King chapter 10 verse 30. This one, I want you to open your Bible because I want you to see that there are some certain things concerning your father that majority of us we are playing with. Second King chapter 10 verse 30. And the Lord said unto Jehu, he said, because thou had done well in executing that which is right in my eyes and had done unto the house of Ahab according to all that was in my heart. He said, thy children and to a fourth generation shall sit upon the throne of Israel. Do you know what is the mystery behind that? So which means our father has a heart. He says, according to thou have done that, it is in my heart. When that thing hits my spirit, I consciously wake up every day. God, what is in your heart that I need to do today? What is in your heart? Because when you can get the heart of God, men will succumb to you. When you can get the heart of God, men, will, men have no choice than to bow down to you. Because why? You are now carrying the mystery. The one that orchestrated everything. You have his best heart. You know how to feed his heart well. And when Jehu got that thing, and the Bible says, and God made a proclamation upon Jehu's life. He said, thy children, even up to the fourth generation, shall sit upon the throne of Israel. Can God make such proclamation concerning you? Do you notice that he was talking about the throne of Israel, which means he was talking about the physical blessing. That's why I tell people, I say, see, when it comes to this salvation work or this Jesus work in which we are doing, as much as there's the sacrifices of the cross, there is still also the benefit of the cross. The both of it is the same package. The sacrifice of the cross is there. Ability for you to buffet your body, to buffet your mind, ability for you to get to the point where you are not conscious of the earthly limitations. But at the same time also, when you can play the sacrifices of the cross, then you now get to the other pendulum of the cross, where the blessings of the cross. The problem with the body of Christ is the fact that we have taught you guys the benefit of the cross without us telling you the sacrifices of the cross. And I refuse that in my generation in the name of Jesus. Nothing good comes in for night. A room was not built in the day. No matter how a woman will pray and fast, speak in tongues and bind the devil, she will never give birth in one month. It is impossible. It is a mystery that has been put. No matter how the woman, no man, even though she's Jesus' mother, nine months she will carry the baby. There is process and time. Are you willing to pay the price? In the place of a sold out heart for God, what must I do? Ability for you to obey God's instruction. Are you willing to obey God's instruction? Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1. Deuteronomy 28, verse 1. It says, And it shall come to pass. If thou shalt hearken diligently, unto the voice of the God to observe and to do all his commandment. If thou shalt hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord to observe and to do all his commandment which I commanded thee this day that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. But there must be a condition. Obey instructions. See, God will not now change his mind simply because you are having emotional party. When you are finished with your self party, your is it self party, pity party, when you are true with your pity party, you will wake up in the morning and say, God, I am done trying to feel bad about this. It is high time for me to obey your will. It's like somebody who wants to work in MTN and yet want to, relieve salary, want to receive salary from ESCOM. Is that possible? You must be able to do the work. Or you are working in MTN and they say, come into the office for 9 o'clock. You say, no, I will come by 12. And all of a sudden they say, close by 6. You say, no, I will close by 3. 
and you want them to pay you, you know it's not possible now. But how come when it comes to the Father, you put choices on the table? And I guess the reason why God decided to make it this way, so that you will not say that you were forced or you were coerced, so that it can be a willingness from your heart to want to do. And I pray this morning, as you, are be as you begin to abide by the instructions and the principles of God, your voice will be heard in the corridors of men in the name of Jesus. Doors of opportunity that needs to open for you will begin to open according to their accords for you in the name of Jesus. Obey instructions. Obey instructions. Obey instructions. And part of God's way of sending instructions to his children is the fact that he will use his prophet. He will use his sons and his daughter. The one that he has put as a custodian for your soul. You see, the, 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 the part of the reason I, I say this all the time, part of the reason why I delay in agreeing to do this work is because I know the responsibility for me to watch over somebody's soul. I am still trying to watch my own. All of a sudden, God, you are looking at me from the finished eye and said, my son, Darlington, I have called you for this. Go and engage. I say, hey. Because I know as much as I am busy praying for you to enter into rest, God is marking it as an accountability for me. So if you do not succeed, it will be recorded in my account. What did I do with you? I have vowed to say everything I can do to make you enter rest. I will do it in the name of Jesus. And my prayer also for you is every instruction God will put in my mouth for your destiny. May you hearken to it diligently in the name of Jesus. What is again the Bible makes us to understand here? In the book of Romans chapter 10 verse 14 and 15. When it comes to obeying his servant. Because why we are talking about how to enjoy complete rest in this month of October. Some of you, your rest will cascade the rest of your life. Where all of a sudden you wake up one morning, you know that you bump a God on a service on Sunday like this. And since then, you connected to the rested life. And nothing missing and nothing broken happened in your life anymore. Everything was complete. You can find that in the book of Romans chapter 10 from verse 14 and 15. We are still talking about the servants of God. Because, see, the reason why I don't like preaching about this is because the devil has succeeded in using some charlatans in the body of Christ to make the intelligence of God look warped to the point that when you talk about a pastor or talk about a prophet and stuff, they are quick to say, no, he's going after our money. Ah, I remember when God said to me three years ago, he said, never look up to any man since I call you. And since that day till now, I have never called a man concerning this work. I said to God, I said, God, you are the one who called me. You will finance your project. And to God be the glory. Thus far, my wife and I and this ministry, we have never woke up any money to say, God, why did you call us now? Because why? We've learned to look up to God and not to look up to the pocket of the people around us. And I know too well that I pray every day for the people. God, let them be the billionaires. So that when we need to build platform world, we have a destination in this church. When we need to build platform world, I can call on Kanisa, call on Magdalene, call on Portia, call on, on Bruno, and call on my beautiful Leona here to say, please, we need $10 billion. And you all will ask me. You know, I like that insult. And I pray that you all will insult me like that in the name of Jesus. I will tell you the insult. You will insult me, pastor. So you are calling me to send you just ordinary 10 billion. Like, why are you insulting me like that? I say, it's okay. That was where my faith is. I've prayed you to that, but don't bring the 10. That's what I need. I don't need beyond that. Because why? My job is to pray you to enter into rest in all of your space. So that when God now needs the resources to do his will on earth, he can trust you to release it. What is it here? In Romans, still in Romans. He says, how then shall they call on him in whom they've not believed? He says, how shall they believe in whom they've not heard? He said, and how shall they hear without a preacher? 
And in verse 15, it says here, he said, how shall they preach except they be sent? Some of us sitting here, we are sent. <laughs> By the grace of God, I have some people who are currently now sitting here now watching me live, like sitting here. Okay, now looking. Is not watching or looking? Whichever one. Man, English is not my first language. But I know they are seeing me. It's okay. And so, and one of them, I, one of them know too well. I am doing my business when God decided to interrupt me. Because why? I just want to be a kingdom financier. And when God gets to the point, he said, my son, that is, I use that part as a test drive for you. Now, this is my purpose for you. Enter into it. We were sent. We were sent by God for your destiny. And he says here, yeah. he says, how shall they preach except they be sent? And as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. That is what I am here to do. To bring the gospel of peace to you and bring glad tidings of good things. Because why? Even me that I know that I'm sent, my feet has been beautified. God is blessing you all to make sure that you remember me. Because why? As far as you get blessed, all of a sudden, you're like, ah, out of this 10 rand, let's just give our pastor two rand. Oh, 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 manage it. It's okay. <laughs> because my reward is not from you, it's from God. And if God laid in your heart, if he doesn't lay it in your heart, it's okay. Because why? He protects his own beloved. We are sent for your destiny. Matthew chapter 10, verse 41 and 42. Matthew 10, 41 and 42. Now, these are messages that Jesus was saying from his mouth. This is not Pastor Darlington saying this to you. Jesus himself said it. He says here, he says, Matthew chapter 10, from verse 41 and 42. He says, he that received a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet reward. He that receive, which is your responsibility to receive. You either receive us or not. Some of us are doing our own job and we will give account on the last day. And also he says here, and he that receive a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man reward. Which means there is reward by receiving us who are sent. Whether you like it or not. It is God's system. It is God's mystery. It, if, you are, if you have an issue with that, ask the father. You have access to him now. Ask him and case closed. Now verse 42. He said, whosoever shall drink, I mean, whosoever shall give to, to drink unto this little one a cup of cold water, only in the name of a disciple, verily, verily, I say unto you, he shall in no wise lose his reward. Which means God is going to reward you in whichever way you see us. If you see us as charlatan, that's your business. If you see us as God's mystery on earth, it is still your responsibility. Because why? Jesus himself said it. If you receive them based as a righteous man, you will get a righteous reward. If you receive them based as uh, these ones, they are broke people coming to do ministry. And that's the reason why for me it took me time. But I pray this morning that as you begin to open your eyes to see the things in which God has marked for you, every veil that has blocked your eye thus far will be removed in the name of Jesus. We all know the scripture very well. Second Chronicles 2020. It says, yeah, it says, believe in the Lord your God. It says, you shall prosper. And, I mean, you believe in the Lord your God. You say, you shall be established. And believe his prophet. You shall prosper. Why did he say so? Because your prophet has been given. I mean, your prophet has been given a custodian over your soul. We are not there to see. That's why for me, I tell people, say, I'm not quick to receive people who want to say, sir, we want to submit under you and stuff. I'm not quick because why? I know the business. Sometimes my wife will look at me like, baby, say, I married you. Nay, calm down. You just give me and you go and pray your way. I say, it's okay. Let me be praying. You enjoy the reward. I'm fine. If you want to travel to Brazil to go and cut fresh hair, go and travel. But I will be on the altar. That is what God has called me. Because why? He that believed the prophet shall prosper because we pray you into prosperity what else again do you need to do a life of prayer i think i would like to continue this service continue this very particular thing next week sunday i'll see how it goes or probably on thursday because i need to get into the communion quickly 
What else again do you need to do when it comes to enjoying all round, all round completeness, a life of prayer? See, no matter how you want to do, God has orchestrated prayer as part of his mystery to communicate with the divine. When you pray to God every day, every minute, every hour, every second, you are communicating with the infinite mind. You are opening your limited mind to be able to pick some certain possibilities that is in the Father for you to route on earth. But my question to you, when you wake up this morning, did you even say, Father, thank you? Or you just hold your life and say, no, I know how to control myself. Nah, I got this covered, man. Man, I got it covered. You know how we come up with some, some twangs? I got this covered, man. I got this covered. And you don't got anything covered, though. You got nothing covered. God is the one that has been protecting you. Can you wake up and engage a life of prayer? James chapter 5 verse 17. We used the scripture yesterday as we were praying for the nation. The same thing also. And this, the reason I like about the scripture is the fact that the, the, James had to use, when he wants to talk about the prayer concept, he has to pull James, I mean Elijah, as the mystery behind prayers. That prayers can open and prayers can short. Prayers can change the mind of God concerning anything, even in your life, because why? You are now one with the divine. The Bible says in James 5, 17, he said Elijah was a man subject to like passion as we are, which means Elijah was a man that likes burger, chips, chicken licking, pap and steak. That's what that place means. He said he was a man subject to like passions like we are, which means he likes the same thing you are liking now. He said, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth by the space of three and a half years. Have you prayed like that to stop the nonsense that is happening? Have you prayed like that to stop the manipulation of the devil upon your finance, your business, your career, your marriage? Elijah was a man of like passion who prayed himself into that reality. Another one also we saw in the life of Jesus in the book of Luke chapter 9, verse 29. Luke 9, 29. The Bible says here, he said, and Jesus prayed. Now, this is it. When Jesus prayed, three things happened. Because why? If Jesus, who is the only son of the father, then he was the only can pray, you have no excuse not to pray. He says, and Jesus, he said, and he prayed. Now, the first thing that happened, he said, the fashion of his countenance was altered. Which means the ability for you to let go of the past. Remember my point number one? Forget the past. He said the fashion of his countenance was, was, was altered. The place where he was feeling pain, he was feeling betrayed. He was feeling why these disciples are they not waking up to the conscience of... He was angry, but the Bible says when he prayed, the fashion of his countenance was altered. Point number two, there again says, he says, and his raiment was whitened, and also what? It was glittering. Which means when he prayed, his fame spread abroad. His fame spread abroad to the point that people received him. Some of you, this moment, after this service is over, you lock your door. Pray your way of what you want to see happen in this month of October. I know that we've just finished our rested life and first rested life prayer and fasting. From on the first to on the third, the next one will be in November. But you still have the possibility to pray. Every day you wake up, there is devil that is fighting you. There is a kingdom of hell that has vowed that you will never enjoy God's blessing. That you will never live to fulfill your God's calling upon your life. And you are sitting down, chillaxing, crossing your leg, and like, ah, you know, man, what will be, will be. Hey, that is not the statement. That is a demonic statement. What will be, will be. When I have the right to change what will be, it is impossible. I will lock into the frequency of prayer and change my life for the better. Are you going to pray? Or you are going to sit and become a prayer? Are you going to pray, which is P-R-A-Y, or you are going to sit to become a prayer? is P-R-E-Y. The choice is yours. What else again do we need to do? What else again do we need to do? 
the fact that a lifestyle of sacrifice a lifestyle of sacrifice it has been given to us for us to be able to pull that possibility a lifestyle of sacrifice we saw that in the book of genesis chapter 8 verse 22 verse 22 genesis 8 22 verse 22 please and please as you are streaming currently now if you know that you don't have your communion table ready please get your communion table ready because after this we'll be talking about the communion and so that we can then break bread together because all these possibilities that we are talking about is what activates the completeness and i will show you in scripture how through the communion the people enjoy all around completeness in christ jesus genesis chapter 8 from verse 20 to verse 22 the bible says here it says uh, and noah built an altar unto the lord he took of every clean beast and every clean fowl and offered the burnt offering on the altar and the Lord smelled is the Lord smelled a sweet savour. The Lord said in his heart, I will not again cause the ground for any man's sake. For the imaginations of a man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I again smite any more every living thing as I have done. You say, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest shall not cease. Cold and winter, day and night shall not cease. What is this saying in the scripture? Do you know that when Noah came out of his own lockdown? The Bible makes us to understand that he was in a lockdown. People thought it was 40 days. It was not 40 days. It was 150 days, which means it was, it was put in a level. Noah experienced a level lockdown, like we are currently at level one in South Africa. I don't know which level you guys are. He experienced, God said 40, but for the water to descend finally to finish, it took another extra 90 days, or even not 20, about 110 days, yes, because it was 150 days. Noah was in lockdown. Mind you, he went into that very particular boat or that very particular ship with a food for 40 days. Or probably with something. Because that was what he had. But he had no clue that uh, because why God wants to see his heart, will he be willing? And when God saw what Noah pulled off, do you hear the kind of prayer? The Bible says out of that very particular things that was remaining, he put an altar of sacrifice for the father. And all of a sudden, when he did that, the reason why I'm giving you this example is because this time when Noah was operating, law had not been given to man. Moses, who brought the law, was not born that period. But yet, he was operating on the frequency of God's righteousness, which is the righteousness that we now carry, the better testament that we are currently enjoying. Noah understands the place of sacrifice. And all of a sudden, Noah built an altar. And the altar there he built, he said, as long as I live, my voice and my things, my business. You know what he put on the table? He put the cattle, the sheep, and the goats, and whatever he would cause, why he was a cattle area. He brought the resources into the, you see, as far as this altar is concerned, my resources will be here for me to be able to see. So as this plant, God is using this thing, my sheep and my cattle will not run dry. Because why? He understands the place of sacrifice. And before we know what is going on, the Bible says, do you notice something that God changed? Based on sacrifice, God changed the order of nature. Because of Noah. Remember in Genesis, the angel said to, Noah, said to Adam, he said, I have caused the ground for your sake. But when Noah do, do, do his own part, that's why I said, I said, see, the ground was not caused. You didn't read the Bible properly. The ground was not caused for man because why? Before Jesus came to redeem, Noah rearranged the story. When Noah put the thing on the altar, all of a sudden he says, he says I, for, this, for thy sake, I have, I have undo what I have done. Mind you, so from that moment, that's why when I hear people talk of generational cause, the ground, I'm like, who, who bewitched you? And yes, there's a scripture of that. In Galatians, Paul was asking the Galatians, who has bewitched you? The ground is not caused for anyone's sake. 
I decree this morning, every consciousness in your mind that is making you think that your ground is cursed, that yoke is broken off your neck in the name of Jesus. I release you into the place of plenty. I release you into the place of wealth. I release you into the place of prosperity in the name of Jesus. Noah pulled off a move. Can I shock you? Do you notice something? That Noah, possibility that he has no chance to meet his pastor. But he was able by spiritual conduit build an altar. He built a memorial for God that when God, the Bible says, and the Lord smelled the sweet savour. So which means your sacrifices can be smelled. Ability for you to sit down currently now. It is a sacrifice you are putting and God is saying to my daughter, to my son, you are, you are sitting down, you are spending about two gig to watch my son preach. Say, let me see who will make you not to have data. All of a sudden, somebody just call you and say, no, we want to give you unlimitless data because that is God's mystery. He can see your heart. I pray this morning that as your eyes begin to open to practice this kingdom principle, every limitation in your life will be broken in the name of Jesus. Noah performed it to the point that if you go into the book of Genesis chapter 9, from verse 1 to verse 7, you can see all the blessings in which God, God was just pouring out blessing. I think one of it in Genesis 9 verse 1, he says, and God blessed Noah and his son. Can I shock you? <laughs> It was Noah that performed the sacrifice, but yet the son benefited, even unto your 400 generation. That is some certain step that you would take tonight. I mean, take this morning. I don't know why I'm always on the ninth thing, because I, me and ninth prayer, we are very good. There is a sacrifice that you will make this morning. All of a sudden, it will go recorded into your 400 generation in the name of Jesus. There are some certain blessings in which I am receiving currently now. And I tell people, I think I was cracking joke with my wife a few days ago. I said, because why? I grew up with a mother who is a caterer. My mom is watching currently now because I see her message. She's telling me that I'm seeing you, my son. I grew up with a woman who is a caterer and it annoyed me because by 6 o'clock. Because in my mind, I'm like, I grew up as a businessman. By 6 o'clock, my mother will call everybody who are old. She, she has class of people, people who are old and the ones who are less privileged. She will bring them to the shop. After bringing them to the shop, all of a sudden, she's giving them food. And I'm angry. You can't blame me because I know that it took me. I woke up 3 a.m. to cook that food that somebody's eating by 6 p.m. for free. No, I was angry. You can't blame me. See, calm down. We got here by grace. Ne? I was mad. So the, you know what annoyed me? Some of the people, after they finished eating, they asked me, eh, please, eh, can you get me water? In my mind, I'm like, after eating free food, are you okay? But one day I sat down with my mother. Mama, I said, this thing you are doing, I don't understand. I, I will not come to the shop again. No. She said, my son, calm down. I am I'm putting a sacrifice on the table for you, your generation. He said, I don't know where you guys will be tomorrow, but let me sow a seed in the future so that by the time you guys get there, you will not lack anything. Mama, I know you are, you are currently still me. You, you, you are a blessed mother and you will remain blessed in the name of Jesus. All of a sudden, the four of us that my mother gave birth to, now we are not at home. Can I shock you? None of us is stranded. Because why? God always remembers sacrifice. He always remembers sacrifice. And even now, I am doing it the same way. I remember somebody reached out to me the other day. Pastor, please, we don't have this and this. My child needs to eat this. I said, ah, immediately I said, no, I remember, I know this thing. We went to the account. Lord, on behalf of Ella, Michaela, and Ephraim, I sowed this seed into their destiny because I have something to eat now. I don't know what they will meet tomorrow. Sow the thing into the future. A sacrifice can route possibility for you tomorrow. Why, where you are not there, it will be speaking for eternity. I pray that as you engage in this truth, God, in his infinite mercy, will begin to route resources and route prominence, route people to help you in the name of Jesus. What else again do we need to do as we begin to bring this to a close? 
I know that I still have a bit of point for me to engage in, but I want to pause here so that we then go into our communion talk. What else again do we need to do? Is the fact that we need to get to the point where we fellowship with the brethren. I think I'll stop on this last point. Ability for us to come together as a brethren. Ability for us to come together. Let's stop walking around the circle and let's get involved in the things of God. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23 to 25. Hebrews 10, 23 to 25. The Bible says here, he said, let us hold fast to the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful, that promise. 24 here says, he says, and let us consider one another to provoke unto love to good work. He said, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together, as a manner of some is, but exalting one another, and so much the more, so as ye see the days approaching. Say, let us not forsake the assembly of ourselves together as a manner of some, is which means there are some of those people who forsake. You don't be like them. Come around. God needs you to walk the walk so that he can walk with you. Ah, I feel like saying, God needs you to walk the walk so that he can walk with you. You think you are the one just helping the church to clean. And I'm not saying it about Platform Church. I'm saying it to every genuine believer worldwide. Because I know that a majority of you currently I'm seeing now who are streaming on the radio part. Every believer worldwide that is a blessing fellowshipping together. Blessing fellowshipping together. And also we see that in the book of Proverbs chapter 17, 27 verse 17. Proverbs 27, 17. It says, iron sharpened iron. A man sharpened the countenance of his friends. When you come together, we fellowship together. We can then begin to be able to know what are the things that you need. We sharpened you. You sharpened us. You can go out and come and say, Pastor, this is the new trend that is happening. No, Pastor, you don't need to do this one. You are not invoked. I remember, <laughs> I like saying this all the time. I remember when my graphic designer, the one who God has helped us with, he looked at me and said, Darling, he said, you are too young to look like 70. Calm down. Enjoy your age. What's your problem? Yeah, he took me because all of a sudden my wife, my wife was very happy. He was like, ah, thank God. All of a sudden my husband is now going to a 90 years old kind of thinking. Because why? Iron sharpened irons. Because why? He understand. They came into my life. They know too well that this one, for people to be able to accept your Jesus, you must look like them. For them to be able to accept your Jesus. And I had to come down with my craziness. Because I was looking at a 17-2-piece suit to hug my so that when you look at me, like, hey, this is a bishop. <laughs> oh, thank God for God and thank God for mercy and thank God for the people around us, please. Now I can chillax. I remember I was at the mall. Somebody looked at me. He's like, are you not Pastor Darlington? I say yes. And God, guess what I didn't know my wife? I didn't tell my wife the finishing story. Because, uh, no, funny enough, it happened yesterday. Yeah, it happened yesterday. <laughs> I woke up in the morning, boom, I just went to the mall to go and get some few stuff. And I told my wife, I'm like, ah, after I finish, you come back home. You know, after you know you've committed crime, you now come back and talk. <laughs> As men for you. <laughs> I don't know why we are like that. God will help us to obey instruction in the name of Jesus. All of a sudden, God to the mall. I was wearing some flip-flops. Because I, I just woke up in the morning, I'm like, ah, let me just go and get it and I come back. And uh, the guy looked at me. Now the lady looked at me. He's like, are you not Pastor Darlington? My man, I'm like, Jesus. Because the way I was dressing, I know, brah, at least try to use up a bit. A bit, like just look like the person that when they say in Jesus' name, they can actually say amen. Like, like just look, put some satin. I was looking. Mm. After then, I made a vow. I was like, ah, anytime I'm going, at least when I want to wear slippers, wear the one that is nice. Don't just wear anyhow, because why? Your lifestyle also preached the gospel. It is very important. And when I came home, I told my wife, I'm like, um, then she, she asked me to go and buy something again the next time. I said, babe, can I go like this? She's like, no. My father, thank you. I just make peace. I went to my change. I didn't tell her this part, that somebody has actually insulted me before. I just respected myself, keep my mouth quiet, because if I say it, <laughs> possibility that <laughs> the dinner may not be nice, chances may be very high. So I respect myself, choose my battle, respect my lane. But what am I saying here? Is the fact that when we come together, 
ability for us to laugh, crack joke. Like I have few people that the Lord has asked me to bring and to join faith with them concerning some certain things. I look forward when the church open, where you, you and I, we can come together to break bread physically and enjoy God. That day is coming in the name of Jesus. What does the communion have for me in terms of enjoying the all-round completeness? What does the communion have for me? The communion has something, has a great package for you. What does the communion have for me? Let's look at it. Four things that the communion has for us. So that by the time you are taking your communion this morning, you are not taking it from the position of not knowing what to do. You already have an understanding of what the communion can do. There are four things the communion do when you take it with an understanding and a knowledge. Let's look at the Bible. The book of John chapter 6 verse 48 to verse 58. It's a long scripture. But I will pick just two verses that I want to use this morning. John chapter 6 from verse 48 to verse 58. I will pick verse 53. The Bible says here in verse 53. It said, Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except you eat of my flesh and drink of my blood. He said, You have no life in me. Except you eat of my flesh and drink of my blood. You have no life in me. What is that thing that is currently lifeless? The communion has the ability to give you life. Whatever that looks as if it is dead in your life, the communion carry the power to make you enjoy life in that area. He said, except you take of the communion, except you take of my blood, say you have no life in me. And the Bible says in verse 56, he said, he that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwells in me and I in him. Which means the communion has the ability, it is a mystery that Jesus himself did because the Bible says that as they were eating, he took the bread he took the cup and he said, this is my body. Say it. The Bible says, if we do this, we are, we are dwelling in Christ and Christ in us. As you partake of this communion this morning, I decree that this month, everything that you will be doing, you will see Christ in the name of Jesus. The communion carried the God's intelligence to route God to make you dwell in his son. Where when temptations and trouble are trying to pull you out from God, the communion keeps you down. The communion keeps you standing because why? You are taking the communion from a position of the revelational knowledge and not just a bread or a wafer or a coke or whatever you choose to use as a communion. What else again do we need to see when it comes to this, when it comes to the communion? You can also see in the book of Luke chapter 24, as I give you the four points. Luke 24, 30 and 31. The Bible says, And it came to pass, Luke, Luke 24, 30 to 31. You know, my wife has actually, my wife and my mom complained. Like, Pastor, you talk fast. I'm like, Tah! I know some of you watching me like, yes, you do. Just that we can't tell you. <laughs> when my mom called me, I'm like, hey, 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 my son, where are you going to? Like, calm down. I said, I'll try my best. You don't understand. When you are in this thing, you just go. And so Luke chapter 24 from verse 30 to 31. The Bible here says, say, and it came to pass as he sat at meat with them. Now, this is Jesus and it came to pass, as Jesus sat at meat with them, he took the bread and blessed it and break it and gave it to them. And the Bible says in verse 31, do you see what happened? It says, and their eyes were opened and they knew him and he vanished from them. What does the communion do? Point number one is the fact that, that the communion, the communion helps us to have spiritual understanding. As he took the bread, he break it, he gave it to them. All of a sudden, their eyes popped, boom, and they knew this is God. This is the Son. This is the Son of the Most High God. Because why? The communion carries an empowerment for you to have a spiritual understanding. 
ability for you where when you open the scripture you begin to dissect the scripture even better than i am because why the communion carries the god's intelligence wired in your blood frame it has gone to your memory and authenticate the limitation all of a sudden as you are opening matthew you stay in matthew for two weeks and people are wondering by the time you go back to matthew people are like can't you leave this matthew like you don't understand god is giving me mystery every day it is not that you are going you are, you are reading matthew because you can't finish the chapter one i mean the chapter one of matthew no, you are staying in Matthew because every time you see there, the outpouring of God, your eye, your spiritual understanding, boom, open. I pray that as you partake, every blindness in your understanding will be wiped off in the name of Jesus. What else again we see with the communion? You can see also in our point number two is the fact that the communion gives us supernatural strength. The communion gives us supernatural strength. The text for that is the book of First Corinthians chapter 11, from verse 23 to verse 13. First Corinthians 11, 23 to verse 13. I will want to focus on verse 13 simply because Paul was trying to make the people understand that the reason why you guys are having this very particular problem is because you are taking this communion unworthily. You are not putting your knowledge base of God on what the communion can do. You guys go to the table and take it as bread. All of a sudden, he was now telling them the defect of what the communion should have done. And what is this is the fact that we can see that in verse 13, the Bible says, it says, for this cause many are sick. Because why? They took the communion unworthily. What does the communion, what does the communion carries? Is the fact that in point number two, the communion carries supernatural strength. Supernatural strength. Strength for you to be able to run this month of October. Where all of a sudden you do not even know where the energy comes from. Your friends are looking at you, they are wondering, are you taking Lucose Boost? Okay, South Africa don't have it. Are you taking Red Bull? Because why? The communion carries the power for supernatural strength. We can see that in the book of 1 Kings chapter 19 from verse 7 and 8. 1 Kings 19, 7 and 8. The Bible says to Elijah, he says, the Bible says, and the angel come, they brought heavenly food. They brought the communion. All of a sudden, when he ate that very particular thing, the strength for him to run for 40 days, it was given to him. Maybe the reason why we are taking this communion first Sunday of the month is because we understand the mystery that the communion carries longevity. The communion carry health, ability for you to run some certain race. And yet people are wondering, how did you pull this off? Point number one, I says it gives you spiritual understanding. Point number two, it gives you spiritual strength. Point number three, what does it do? It confers health, ability to operate on divine health. Health that is from above, where all of a sudden every sickness and diseases cannot stand in your body. Because why? You now carry the blood of Christ. The blood of Christ is what is operating on your inside. Where no matter what the doctor has said, they said that your eye is not functioning, you look at them, calm down. Before you are quick to go and take Panado, you drink the communion. And, and as you do, the Bible says, for as often as you do this, you are in remembrance of my possibility that I can pull off. As often, when the doctor tells you that you cannot eat food because your throat is painful, are you quick to go and buy strepsils? Or you are quick to go and go for the communion? That very particular part. Because why the communion carries ability for you to operate in divine health. Divine health. Because the Bible says in that verse 30, it says, For this cause, many are weak, many are sickly among you. Because why? You are taking it unworthily. You do not understand what you are doing. But if you understand, this is what is happening. Ability to operate on divine health. Ah! Ability to operate on divine health. And the last point is the fact that it confers longevity. Ability for you to live long. Like whereby you determine the day you die. 
Me and my wife will put a program how we want to die. I know you'll be like, ah, pastor, yes, so. In fact, we've just finished one year. Am I right? I think we just finished one year of our marriage. We have, we have a plan on how we want to die, how many years we want to enjoy marriage. And so, so there is no way I can die by accident because why? I administer the communion, me and my wife, we take it. By the time we do it, we do it because why? we understand that it gives us spiritual longevity. He says, among you, many sleeps, which is many die. The grace for you to be alive is inside the communion. I pray this morning that as we begin to engage in the communion this morning, I want you to please help me stand up and offer the communion to those who are in the house this morning. As you begin to partake in the communion, I don't know what is that desire in which you have this morning. I want you to stand up on your feet this morning and begin to pray. To say, Lord, your counsel has been dropped on the table this morning for me. I have seen what you can do if I obey. I have seen how to operate in all-round completeness. Lord, this morning, this communion that I'm about to engage in, ability for me to operate in spiritual understanding, ability for me to operate in divine health, ability for me to operate operator in, 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 in divine longevity. Lord, let it happen. Open your mouth and begin to pray and begin to declare. Begin to declare what you want to see that communion happen. The communion carry power. The communion carry longevity. The communion carry grace. The communion carry fruitfulness. The communion carry God. God's intentions for man. Open your mouth and begin to push. Rakato blakati rakato shelegadijata. Ranako baliato jalakadeshatada. I barato zelekedi karotoza. Makeko rokoto balata gilatoshata. Hebelikato zariado shelekadoza. Harekatos gabaniano jalakadija. Leguta bratozata. I want you to carry your communion up and begin to speak. I speak life. I speak vitality. I speak increase. I speak dominion. I speak increase in this month of October. I enjoy all round completeness. There is a grace that has been released this morning. Open your mouth and begin to decree. Open your mouth and begin to push. I don't know what you demand from the communion. I don't know what you want to see in this month of October. I want you to begin to declare upon the communion and say, Lord, this month of October, I enjoy health. I enjoy speed. My eyes are open. I have access to spiritual understanding as I take this communion this morning. Open your mouth and begin to push. Lord, tonight, this morning, I speak to this communion. I decree it is called the covenant day of completeness. I partake in the communion this morning. As I partake in this communion, I decree that your covenant, the covenant of completeness, is resting in the communion. The covenant of completeness, whatever needs to happen for. 
for me this month. It begins to happen. It begins to happen. In the name of Jesus. One more time I declare. I decree begin to push. Begin to push. Push. Don't give up. Don't give up. Speak your destiny. Speak to the communion. And begin to say Lord. As I partake of this communion. I partake of the life of God. I partake of the person of God. I partake of the mystery of God. There is a grace available. Begin to speak. Begin to push. Begin to decree. Father Lord, we thank you. Heavenly Father, we thank you. King of glory, we appreciate you. We know that you are the good God. We know too well that with you on our side, Father, we are majority in the world. Father, we do not take this mystery for granted. We know that this is a concept in which you are using to rewrite our testimony. This is what you are about to use to change our narratives. You are using this to make us for our life to fall onto pleasant places. Lord, I bless the communion this morning. I decree that as your sons and your daughter globally engage in this communion, everything that has stopped them thus far, this communion go down and open it for them in the name of Jesus. I decree this morning that Father, as your children take this communion, Father, everything they desire rest into, they enter into it in the name of Jesus. Lord, I decree this morning as a prophet and as a priest, over their destiny every battles that they have engaged thus far it comes to an end in the name of jesus lord i declare this morning that anyone suffering from any ailment as they take this communion that ailment is swallowed up by this communion in the name of jesus lord i speak over him whoever desires spiritual understanding Father, when you break the communion, Father, and they partook of it, their eyes were opened. Lord, I decree this morning, every spiritual blindness, this communion, open it in the name of Jesus. Father, I decree that for those who are currently, they want to enjoy long life as they partake in this communion. Lord, the communion, take them into the place of long life in the name of Jesus. Father, I decree this morning that as your sons and your daughter partake in this communion, based on what you have said to me, ah, the concept, oh Lord, where your children begin to enjoy all-round rest. Lord, I go down in history of that destiny. I begin to declare the declaration of the month of October. Lord, I decree this month um, that there will be ease in their houses um, in the name of Jesus. Um, everyone that desire ease in their house um, because of this communion um, as they partake of this communion they begin to experience ease um, in the name of Jesus. Um, Father I decree also this moment um, Father oh Lord by the voice of God um, as you have spoken to me uh, to set this declaration to everyone um, in the month of October you are shifting into a new realm. 
You are shifting into a new realm. You shift into a new realm. In your walk with God, you shift into a new realm. In your understanding with God, you shift into a new realm. In the name of Jesus, I decree that in this month, as you break this communion, opportunities in strange places, they are open for you. In the name of Jesus, opportunities you need, the favors you need with that man, the favor you need with that company, the favor you need in the works of your hand, they open for you this month. In the name of Jesus, I declare right now this morning as a prophetic declaration for the month of October, every debt that you have entered into, every debt that you have entered into, I send the mysteries of God into the communion in your hand. That debt, grace to be able, supernatural wealth transfer, to settle your debt, release unto you right now. In the name of Jesus, I don't care how the debt has been deep. The wisdom for you to be able to pay and paint in full. To be able to pay. If for you, if you can pull the grace of supernatural debt cancellation. The grace is available in the house this moment. Supernatural debt cancellation. They call you to cancel your debt. I don't know who you are this moment. You are sitting and you are saying, Pastor, I need restoration in my mind. I need peace in my mind. I need joy in my mind. There is a grace this morning. I release that grace upon your life. In the name of Jesus. Part of this communion carries. I declare upon your life. Spiritual. Spiritual upliftment. Strange help and promotion. Locate you this month. In the name of Jesus. As you show up this month. Every blockage will begin to give way. Every blockage you begin to give way. Whatever that has stopped you thus far, they begin to give way for you this month. In the name of Jesus, I decree upon you. I don't know who you are this morning. You are listening to me. In this month of October, addition to your family. Addition to your family. You may, whatever addition you desire, the communion carries it. Addition to your family. God has gone ahead to cause multiplication on every side in your life in the name of Jesus multiplication in your business multiplication in your investment multiplication in your health divine wisdom for your children in this month of October and moving forward from this day your bonds are increasing your influence has been on the nations in the name of Jesus Part of the month declaration, huh? the Lord says huh, that there is grace and uh, that is outpouring grace for soul winning them. Uh, outpouring grace for soul winning them. Uh, men will look at you and they will want to know who is your God. Uh, that shall become your testimony this month in the name of Jesus. Uh, the Bible says, uh, the Lord says, for those that are planted, uh, this is a covenant that we carry in platform church. Uh, for those that are planted in platform church, uh, he says there, he says, I will pour out my spirit upon them for effective workings with God and with the marketplace. I decree this declaration upon your life for every members of Platform Church, for every of my sons and my daughters globally. I decree upon your life that you will be effective in your work, that you will be effective in the marketplace, that the grace of God will back you up in the name of Jesus. Finally, this moment. One of the things, uh, every desire you desire in this month of completeness, uh, I don't know what is that desire you desire. 
the bible says uh, lord asked me to tell you in this month of october i want you to be specific in one desire if you can pull the grace for 10 desires uh, it is okay but be specific this morning uh, and say lord uh, grace for your specific request uh, whatever you need to happen in your life uh, for completeness to take place uh, begin to take place in the name of jesus uh, father i thank you I thank you for confirming your word. I thank you for confirming your word. Lord, you have released your counsel this month of October. Father, this declaration is what we stand by. I decree upon everyone streaming and listening to me. I decree right now that you are blessed in the fullness of who you are. You are blessed in the fullness of who you are. Thank you, Father, because we know it is done. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. I want you to break the, begin to take your communion and begin to thank God. After you've taken your communion, thank him and say, Lord, thank you because this has gone home. That's all we have for today. But be sure to continue listening to the Rested Life Conversations. At Platform Church, we are all about simplifying the process, providing solutions, and creating realities for you. If this message has blessed you and you want to be a blessing by supporting this ministry, please visit platformchurch.co.za. Platform Church, family of rest.